Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. I'm Jennifer. And today I'm going to talk with you about really something that is really personal for me. <laughs> okay, wait, pause. Like most of these episodes are personal. I know you're saying that right now. If you've listened to any of them, they're all personal. They all involve me, really, in some aspect. Anyway, today's is, you know, one that I'm going to say I've wanted to talk about for a while, but due to some of the circumstances going on at, at the time when I was recording the first series of episodes here, I, I was with I was still holding back. I was still not comfortable sharing that because I don't trust you, my listeners, but because there were some players involved in my life, some people in my life that I was trying way too hard not to upset them. <laughs> and as a result of that was holding back from sharing and, and talking about some very real things in me because I was at that moment in those times caring more about what they felt and how they thought and how it would impact them. Then I was paying attention to how I felt and giving validity to how I needed to express myself, how I needed to share, you know, and honestly ignoring the fact that there are people out there who probably are going through this and need to hear this too. And, you know, I'm just done. <laughs> I'm just done giving a fuck what anybody else thinks. So I'm going to share with you how a lot of these stories that I've already shared with you came to be. So what did they, you know, where kind of is this origin? We're going to talk about some things. We're going to really um, delve into um, how I ended up in some of the situations that I've ended up in and that I've shared with you a little bit. And now we're going to take some deeper dives. So the episode is called you're not broken. And I really want to emphasize this. No matter what has happened to you in your life, no matter the choices you've made, no matter the things that have been decided for you by others, no matter what have other people have said to you, no matter how they have made you feel, no matter how alone in what you're dealing with or how isolated you feel, in your struggles or your interests or just how you're wired, you're not broken in the sense that you don't need to be fixed. You may have been through something that has emotionally shattered you. Maybe it's destroyed your trust in people. Maybe it's rocked your belief in your abilities to make decisions or choices yourself or Maybe it's made you doubt yourself, but you are not something that needs to be fixed. You are not a broken toy that needs to be relegated to a bin to be disposed of. You're not broken. You're not broken. You are not broken. So I was raised in a home where I was taken to church every time the doors were open. So I'm literally talking like twice on Sunday and midweek. I was involved in everything. I was the model kid as far as church going kids go. Yes, I yes, I was um secretly a troublemaker. <laughs> yes, I pushed the boundaries. Um yes, there'll be an episode where we talk about um exploring and pushing back on on things to understand that you have a right to um believe what you believe or to to understand and define for yourself what any number of things in life look like. But <laughs> for me that was a big part of that was religion and asking the questions around what I believed in. But that's a whole other episode. Anyway, so I was raised in this very, very Southern Baptist home. 
And I was encouraged to believe that bad things did not happen to good people. Let me say that again. I was encouraged to believe that bad things didn't happen to good people. But what I'm going to tell you is that's a line of horseshit. (laughs) Bad things happen, period. Bad things happen. They happen to good people. They happen to bad people. They happen to people. And they really inherently are not really good and bad people, okay? Yes, there are some people who have way less good in them than desirable. (laughs) There are some people who have less bad in them than others. But bad things happen. They don't happen to you because you have deviated from some religion's standard of behaviors or expectations. They don't happen to you because you are disobedient. They don't happen to you because you don't stick to a regiment. They don't happen to you because you don't uphold somebody else's expectations for your life. Bad things happen. And if you just need a reminder of that, look at the fact that there are children who have done nothing wrong. They get cancer and they didn't do anything wrong. They're not bad people. And something really bad happened to them. So bad things happen, period. When you subscribe to the belief that bad things happen to bad people and bad things don't happen to good people, you create this expectation that you better be perfect. You better always get it right. You better make only good choices. You better not act impulsively. You better not engage in self-serving behaviors. You better not, I don't know, have a selfish moment or thought. You better be fucking perfect. Because if you are not, bad things are going to happen to you. I subscribed to that belief for a long, long time. I didn't realize at the time how intensely terrified I was of ever making a mistake. I didn't realize how hard I was trying to make everybody else happy and be what everybody else expected me to be until I realized I was done with that. (laughs) Now, unfortunately for me, Maybe fortunately, because I can have this conversation and there's led to a lot of things in my life, right? I learned a lot of lessons. If I could learn them, but not go through the shit that I've been through, I would definitely take the lesson a different way, okay? Unfortunately for me, believing, subscribing to the belief that bad things don't happen to good people means that I, I suffered every time I failed. And it wasn't just that I felt bad or that I wished I could have done better or that I was disappointed in myself. (laughs) I mean, failure felt like I lacked worth and value. When I failed, I felt like there wasn't any room for me to have grace right? to be like, you know what, I get a chance to do it again or here's the lessons I've learned. When I failed, it meant I let everybody else down. And on top of that, I was going to have bad things happen. (laughs) So it became this mind fuck, really, that I better be on my P's and Q's all the time because 
I just can't afraid, you know, can't afford to disappoint anybody or bring bad or shame on anybody else. Like most young teenagers, I made choices. <laughs> I made normal, natural human being choices, uh, choices that the church would say were inappropriate. I was sexually active before I was married. 44-year-old me doesn't regret a single moment of that. But it made this really weird feeling in me because I didn't, in my core, feel like what I was doing was wrong. But all the external influences in my life told me it was. And so therefore, right, <laughs> I was not being a good person. All right. So I go off to college and I have a friend who says, hey, let's go to this party. I don't want to go by myself. Nobody else wants to go. Would you go with me? And I was like, sure. I mean, I wasn't really keen on it, but she really, really wanted to go. I thought I was going to be a good friend and go with her. So we go to this party and it's a mix of, you know, all kinds of sport people and frat people and just everyday college campus <laughs> mania in somebody's backyard, right? It's just nuts. There's just people everywhere. It's in this backyard. It's like full of yard, college furniture, right? Plastic and milk crates and God knows what, some empty spool from a jar, large thing, a cable serving as some kind of weird, you know, table that people were playing cards on or drinking games on. And we're at this party. We're having a good time. And I'm walking around and I... I subscribed to that belief of I just didn't want to get asked too many times why I wasn't drinking. So I got myself a, one of those red solo cups that signifies college drinking party. <laughs> but I walk around with said red solo cup with water in it for, for, for hours, honestly. Having a good time talking to people there for my friend, keeping an eye out on her, making sure nothing bad happens to her. At some point, I get invited to go up to, like, whatever the patio is. Let's go hang out up there. I'm, out, I'm up there sitting around talking, and I don't remember what. Somebody gets up. I decide to move over to a different seat that was, you know, again, there was, like, not a gap in the conversation. So I could talk to this person I was sitting next to instead of having to talk, like, across, like, the fire pit thing. Whatever it was. Anyway, I <laughs> don't remember. Admittedly, admittedly. My memories of the details are a little sketchy, <laughs> but I end up sitting and moving to this other seat. Well, when I sit down in the seat, like, um, I didn't realize how close it was to like right at the edge of the patio. So like the back leg on the right hand side or was off of the edge of the patio. So when I sit down in the chair, chair falls backwards and I smack the ever living fuck out of my head on the patio railing. And we're all like, you know, we're at this party, everybody's drunk, we're all having a good time. So I'm just like laughing. I'm like, fuck, that really hurt. But I'm just laughing, having a good time. Everybody I'm with at the circle, laughing, having a good time, laughing at me. Everything's fantastic. <laughs> but from that point on, my memories of the night become like weird fucking like strobe light of dark. And then poof, here's a picture dark and then pff, now we're in some place else and here's a picture of what's going on right these flashes these skips the next thing i really remember is waking up in a bed with a guy i have no idea who he was <laughs> he's naked i'm naked i have no idea where my clothes are i have no idea where i am where are my keys where is you know my wallet 
where is my friend? Where's my phone? I don't know. So I panic like a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I get up and I start scrounging around this guy's room thinking, please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. Because I don't want to have that awkward conversation of who the fuck are you and what the fuck happened. (laughs) I just want to get my shit and get out of there. So I do. I find my clothes. I mix the pile of God knows what. Put my clothes on. Find my keys. Find my wallet. Find my phone. Walk out. Mm, Don't find my friend. Uh, There's other people in the house. And they're all past the fuck out. But none of them are my friend. So I was like, oh, shit. I got to bail. So I leave and I just start walking. Again, I have no idea where I am in the city. I have no idea where I am in relation to where the party was, where my dorm room is. Nada. I'm just, you know, I'm like bear grills in it. I'm like checking the angles of the sun. I'm, you know, maybe looking at some side streets, trying to figure it out. And I'm just walking like the weirdest walk of shame ever. <laughs> and I am just stumbling along thinking, how the fuck did this happen to me? I wasn't even drinking. Uh, by some miracle of the universe. I mean, I literally, when like walking for like a block and a half and I turn, I just like, I don't know, in a minute feel like I'm going to go left and I go left and there's my car. So I get to my car, get back to the dorm, immediately go to sleep. Any of you that have any medical training know that's a problem. (laughs) The last thing I should have been doing is sleeping. Because what I didn't know was that I had a concussion. I slept most of the day on and off. A neighbor came by, one of my classmates came by to see if I wanted to study. The second time she came by and she realized that she had woken me up again, she took me to the hospital. She's like, I'm not taking any no's. I'm not taking any, you know, objections. Get in the fucking car. We're going to the hospital. So we go to the hospital and the doctor checks me out and says, sure enough, you hit your head and he points back to my house. Like, oh shit. I did. I did hit my head. So he checks me out and sure enough, like I, like I needed him to tell me, <laughs> sure enough, I had, I'd had, I'd, I'd had sex that night with this stranger in the bed and um, immediately I am feeling huge amounts of shame come and press down on me. I just want to crawl back into my person and hide. How awful, right? How terrible. What a bad person I am. I had sex with somebody that I can't remember who they are or how I ended up there. So flash forward, still later in that day, I'm talking with my friend about it because she was very concerned. And God, you know what? Bless her for, for making me talk about it in, in a comfortable way. She didn't hold, you know, she didn't force me to do it. But through the conversation, I'm starting to have flashes of what happened, these moments in time that I have not remembered. And I remember very, very clearly saying no. I remember very, very clearly not wanting to have sex with this person. (laughs) I remember being told that we were going to go find my friend um, because she'd gone, you know, back into this house with somebody else from the party. So I had been asking about where she was. And I remember being, being told that that's where we were going. And then I remember being in a bedroom and having my clothes taken off and one thing leading to another, me not wanting it to happen. And at some point me crying about it happening. 
When I went to the university's student department, they told me I shouldn't have been at the party anyway. And if I hadn't have been at the party, bad things wouldn't have happened to me. Reinforcing the loop that had been in my head for a couple of days. That bad things don't happen to good people. And something bad happened to me. So I must be bad. And that loop played very, very, very loudly for several months. And then I had shit that I had to do. I had to take finals. I had to go and have a job. I had to like actually be able to live my life and like not want to stay in bed all day. So I had to shove that little tape recording out of my sub out of my consciousness and relegate it to my subconsciousness. And it realized then that's what I was doing. I just wanted it to shut the fuck up. So <clears throat> rather than address it, rather than talk about it, because I was so completely ashamed, because I had been raised to believe that if I was good, bad things wouldn't happen to me. And when I wasn't good, that I was a disappointment. Okay. Flash forward years. <laughs> I am uh, the second half of my junior year. I met this guy who was in my classes with me, um, friendly guy, seemed nice, normal guy. Um, not at all as I would look back in the years later who I should be with. Um, I wasn't um, attracted to him in that way. And it was cute, but he didn't, you know, he didn't excite me. We were okay. We were really good friends. And I've talked about that before. We were really good friends. We never should have gotten past being friends. When he asked me to go out with him, I said, sure. I remember thinking I should say yes to this because I don't know that anybody else is going to want me because I'm broken and I have this dirty, shameful little secret. And so I should just be glad that somebody wants to date me. And because that was playing in my head, I accepted a lot of things that I shouldn't have. I got into a marriage with somebody that I didn't love, that didn't love me, that didn't see me, <laughs> didn't have a clue who I was, and what I wanted to do, just saw what he wanted me to be and that I fit into this little white picket fence, wife, two kids, car, dog, life. And because I thought I was broken, I accepted less than. So there's one element that I accepted less than because I was subscribing to the belief that bad things don't happen to good people. And that because I was broken, I was lucky to have anything quote unquote good happen to me. So I married a man who, like I said, did not love, had incredible anger management issues. I'm talking grown-ass man throwing video game controllers, breaking shit, breaking computer monitors out of anger over a video game, <laughs> over anger of a computer not doing what he wanted it to do, over anything not going as he expected. I ended up married to a man who was in complete pessimist, 
and a victim. The world was out to get him and anything that happened was not his fault, was the world doing bad things to him. (laughs) And I absolutely changed who I was to stay married to this man through the emotional and psychological abuse of what is the anger cycle. He'd have these episodes, he'd blow up, he'd scream, he'd yell, he'd throw things. He would make my fucking life miserable, make it uncomfortable to be around him, in the same home with him, out places with our friends. I was apologizing to our friends for this grown-ass man's behavior and I was embarrassed by it. But I changed everything I was to make it work because I was broken And I thought that I was lucky to have this because this might be the only person who would ever love me Hmm? (laughs) because I was bad because I made poor choices because I went to a party and bad things happened to me. And this is just what I had to accept because I was broken, right? (laughs) Wrong. Bad shit fucking happens. And I made a mistake. By sitting in a chair. Fuck, I wouldn't even that that wasn't even a mistake. I literally hit my head on a like a patio like railing. Gave myself a concussion. Like I I'm not a bad person for that. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't do anything to deserve that. And you know what? Having sex before I was married didn't mean that I did anything to deserve it either. Let's be very clear about that. But because back then I subscribed to the belief that when you made mistakes, when you deviated outside of the expectations, when you didn't check all the boxes, you're a bad person, bad things are going to happen to you. I accepted that those things along the way became my fault. And then I accepted that because I was broken, that I should be grateful. And I put up with it for a whole lot longer than I should have. And then I brought another human into this world with that person. And I just kept thinking that with home and life and responsibilities and all these good things going on, then having a kid, somebody that you are responsible for, to, right? Set an example for, at the very least. (laughs) I thought that that would change him. I thought that he would become less angry. (laughs) He became more angry. And I'm going to talk about what happened when I finally stood up for myself and for my son in another episode. But I really want to come back and circle back to this. If you are struggling with feeling like like you're broken, you're somehow damaged goods because you don't meet up to somebody else's expectations for your life, because you made choices that you may or may not regret now, but because you made choices that deviated from something else, some other set of expectations. If you feel like that, Please hear me. You're not broken. You're not worthless. You're not less than. You're not any less deserving of all of the wonderful good things that you want. You don't have to accept less than. You don't have to accept marginal. You don't have to accept anything less than what it is you want. You're not broken. And unfortunately, bad things happen to good people. 
And if something bad has happened to you, I'm sorry. I really, really am. It's really shitty. Whatever it is, I'm sorry. Don't let it own you. Don't let it define you. Just know that you're not alone. You're not less than not anything else other than human. And you are loved and you are wonderful and you are amazing. Just exactly as you are. Don't go trying to be anything for anybody else. Give yourself some grace. Understand that bad things happen. And when they do, find your friends. Find the people that you can trust. That will embrace you and love you and not judge you. And share with them. And talk with them. And tell them the stupid loop dialogue that is in your head. So that they can help you. Hear how false that is. And if you don't have friends, and even if you do have friends, go see a therapist. Some of my favorite things about my therapist years and appointments have been that I can say stuff and I hear it out loud. It's a safe space where there's not going to be a judgment and I can just hear it. I hear it out loud. I'm like, oh God, I hear how stupid that is. (laughs) And I'm grateful for it because if I hadn't, I would have kept thinking it. So my friends, that's what I have for you this week. You're not broken. I love you. The universe loves you. The world loves you. You are wonderfully and amazingly and uniquely you. And that's something to be celebrated. So until next week, be well.